Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Could You Voice. On today's show, we're talking with local artist Harry Murdoch. And if you've been to the Clovelly Hotel in the last 12 months, you should be familiar with his work as his fantastic Roosters Memorial is behind the bar. Harry's art is also featured on the cover of The Beast magazine. In today's show, we unpack what inspires this local artist and how he wants to inspire energy and positivity, including using his art to help those who've been affected by bushfires and to help close the gap. You're listening to Coochie Voice. In terms of why, I kind of, I've just always felt like I've, I want to kind of recreate that in my own way. And I, I, there's a certain fulfillment I feel like I get when I make a piece of art. And when your brain's in this creative flow, it's, for me, you know, I feel like it gives me purpose. And I feel like, you know, if you can find something in life that gives you purpose, then that's what you should be doing. So then we made t-shirts and people wearing them on the day, we sold them on the day. And I think we sold around 300 shirts at the end of it because we had them also selling at the um, Clavelli Hotel. And with the shirts combined and all the boards, I think about $35,000 was raised. So yeah, that was kind of a cool first time to kind of see how maybe my art can like give back in a way. I think that was a very rewarding thing to do. Harry, welcome to Could You Voice. How are you going? How's lockdown treating you? Thank you, Marjorie. Um, yeah, no, lockdown has been uh, pretty pretty good so far from my end, really. Like I just finished my first semester of this year, so I'm just on break at the moment. Um, I've got about another week's break, but no, it's just been kind of nice just to relax a bit, do a few re redecorations of the house, work on some personal projects and just, uh, you know, see a bit of my family, just stick with my family for a bit. So um, that's been nice. And yeah, I think, you know, if you put it in perspective, we can't really complain if you look at other places and how they've been doing it. So I think you just need to kind of remind yourself and bring yourself back down to earth when people complain. I feel like it's a bit, we're pretty lucky considering everything. So that's how I feel. So, yeah. A very positive outlook and uh, refreshing also to hear. I think we sometimes have a, quite a few people who are whinging about quite trivial things like not being able to go out and get a latte. But I think in the yeah. grand scheme of the universe, you mm. know, but it's it, this isn't the worst thing that can happen to us. No, definitely, definitely. Before we start talking about your awesome art, tell us a bit about yourself, your background, where'd you grow up, where'd you go to school and what motivated you to become an artist? Well, I'm actually from Melbourne originally. So I moved to Sydney when I was about 10. Dad got work up here and we moved our life up here. And yeah, it was kind of a bit weird moving at first, but yeah, it's kind of, I'd say I'm, I'm a Sydney sider now through and through but yeah no it's it's been it's been good living in Sydney I went to Bronte Public School just down the road from where I am now and then went to Scots through to year 12 and after that went traveling for two years took <laughs> took one gap year decided it wasn't enough so I went again so that was really great that was both in Europe both times and that was just some of the best memories and I think that in in a way that definitely shaped the direction I went in when I came back because I kind of left, you know, I, I took a gap year because I wasn't sure where I wanted to kind of go in life and what I wanted to do. And then after my second gap year, after traveling kind of like Barcelona and Berlin and um, other, other places where, you know, uh, there was a lot of 
street art I found, a lot of kind of the European street art. There's a lot of really nice art there and uh, going through some galleries. And I'd kind of always had this, I'd always loved drawing. I was always that kid in class. I was doodling and I, I had so many visual diary books that I just filled up kind of. And as a kid, you don't really know what you're doing. It just comes naturally. And I kind of just did that on my own accord. And then, yeah, I decided at the end of my last uh, trip that, you know, I wanted to pursue art. So then I signed up for National Art School and I'm in my final year now and loved it. And yeah, no, it's been, a, it's honestly, it's been a really great journey so far with, you know, the little bits and pieces I've done and I'm seriously looking forward to the future and I'm planning to move to Melbourne next year. So given the COVID situation, I think that should be fine, but, you know, connect back to my Melbourne roots a bit, the kind of street art scene there and yeah, kind of take it from there. So that's kind of a little, little snapshot of my life in a nutshell. So <laughs> you've explained what motivated you to become an artist, your trips through sort of Europe, you've sort of had it ingrained in you, you know, from a young age. But why art? Why do you do what you do? I kind of have early, so another aspect of it, I think the prerequisite to kind of being inspired in Europe was, uh, you know, I, I was into skateboarding and surfing a lot as a kid. And I was always fascinated with the graphics and the designs on the bottom of skateboards and surfboards and magazines. And like they'd have sometimes little animation clips that would like go in with a skateboarding clip. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I just loved how that made me feel and the kind of the creative aspect of it, like seeing it and your brain kind of floats off into its own little world. So I feel in terms of why I kind of, I've just always felt like I've, I want to kind of recreate that in my own way. And I, I, there's a certain fulfillment I feel like I get when I make a piece of art and when your brain's in this creative flow, it's for me, you know, I feel like it gives me purpose. And I feel like, you know, if you can find something in life that gives you purpose, then that's what you should be doing. So, so then, yeah, that's really why I feel like it gives me a bit of purpose. And I feel like in terms of what I kind of want it to do, I kind of feel like I definitely want to kind of ingrain a certain level of like energy and positivity into my work and, you know, something it can make people feel like I would like to kind of have that positive aspect in it. I want people to see it and feel, you know, a certain level of happiness or feel inspired or just something to, you know, brighten up their day or get them excited. So that's that's kind of the crux of why I kind of like doing what I do. That's great. Um, so tell us a little bit about your mediums. I do like a bit of, I do like acrylic painting mainly when I'm doing painting. Just I find it's a lot easier. I like working fast. So I don't, I don't know. I think maybe at some point I could get into oil painting, but, and then I also do a lot of digital art. I do stuff on this drawing app on an iPad pro called procreate. And yeah, I love that app. I love it. If it's, it's, it's versatility. Like you can do things like stop motion animation. You can do, there's all these different texture packs you can get for different texture effects and drawing and painting effects. And, and then what I've been doing as well at National Art School, they've got a professional print lab there. And I, uh, I get like those printed through there on this like really beautiful paper and then that can get put into frames. So I feel like that's been a really good thing to tap into and um, to be able to get some of my art out there. Yeah, so I've really, I've really enjoyed, enjoyed that aspect, the digital aspect. So yeah, mainly at the moment, it's really mainly acrylic painting for the bigger stuff, like bigger canvases. And then I'm also doing the digital stuff, the iPad. So... And then obviously like drawing and other planning things in amongst that. So, so yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much it. And what inspires you? Is there anything integral to your work? Now, are there any key artists that you draw inspiration from? 
Yeah, there's heaps of, I mean, I find it's interesting living in today's world, you know, with social media and you've got your phone and all these kind of, I suppose I get a balance of, of inspiration. Like I obviously go out to galleries and see kind of what the contemporary stuff is in terms of what's in galleries these days, because it's always important, I think, to see, you know, what is getting put in galleries these days and what other artists are looking at and, and buyers looking at and what people are talking about in the art world. And then obviously you've got your kind of historical stuff, which is also equally uh, important, but it's funny. I find, I find inspiration from an array of things. Like it sounds cheesy, but like literally sometimes listening to a song or it makes you feel a certain way. Then that makes me feel like I want to kind of put that into something and express that through an image or, you know, I'll see another image somewhere. I'll be out. I'll see a, a little clip of a video i like you know even a lot of the um like the japanese animation stuff and i like uh a lot of artists on instagram so i follow a lot of artists you know from the uk america um and parts of europe and there's just it's quite insane the diversity of artists these days and what you can find on the internet so using things like pinterest and instagram and even you know i love going out some of the beach ones i've done i love you know the ocean i get I love exercising outside and I think that's an inspiration for me as well. So yeah, kind of heaps of different things. I, it's a funny when I get like the zap of inspiration, I'll like say something and it kind of is like, Oh, I want to draw that quickly and I'll take some notes, start planning something. So yeah. So that's pretty much it from a few different areas, music, visual. So yeah, that's how I'd answer that for sure. You've spoken about how you want your art to invoke energy and positivity. Are there any other sort of key themes that you like to pursue? It's an interesting one. I feel like when I think about the stuff that I create, I see potential to kind of take it further than just the like painting and prints. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like an edge of, I feel like I could take it into like the, the clothing area and, and doing something in that. And in terms of, I feel like at the moment, I feel like I like keeping it kind of, I think this is a common question I get asked when I'm at art school. And I, I feel like the honest answer to that is, is I'm not exactly sure where I want to take it and what else I want to add in at the moment. So I'm kind of with what I've got at the moment in terms of what I've already said, I feel like that's where I'm kind of trying to just work in that space and then just keep working in that space. And then through that, I'll be able to find other avenues I want to take it off into. But at the moment I just, yeah, enjoy kind of creating the, the pictures that I'm doing, you know, my, like my little, faces exaggerated features and animals and that kind of that that is enough for me at the moment um but i'm just going to keep kind of taking it in that direction until i can find some other clearer directions and i feel like when i try and answer that and if i don't have an exact answer for that so um i feel like that's that's kind of where i'm sitting at the moment you know in addition to creating your art doing you've had a couple of public murals as well. You've had a couple of other projects, Close the Gap, mm-hmm. um, Boards with Bushfires. Can you share with us a little bit about these projects, why you've gotten involved with them, and are there any other upcoming projects that people should be looking out for? Yeah, so with the with the Boards with Bushfires, that was a so a mate of mine, Ethan Davis, who now is working for Tracks magazine, doing like, I don't know if you've seen that, but he's been doing some interesting articles about connecting surfing with neuroscience because he's also been studying neuroscience. So that's, uh, so he came up with this initiative to, after the bushfires had occurred, you know, obviously ruined a lot of families and, you know, it's a very tragic event. And uh, him and Tom Gutrinich, a mate of his from Bronte Board Riders, thought of an initiative to raise some money for them and thought, you know, get the community together, any old boards, even a lot of new boards as well. And uh, they hosted an event at the Clavelli Hotel and, 
as they were planning this, Ethan reached out to me and said, hey, do you think you could kind of make a poster for this event? And at this point in time, like I hadn't really done anything like that before. And I kind of, he, he gave me this little idea of these koalas sitting around. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try and make something of that. And then, um, yeah, I did this drawing and then we kind of thought, then I got in touch with James Hutton, who does The Beast. And um, he was like, yeah, maybe we should make these into T-shirts to also raise some money for the event. So then we made T-shirts and people wearing them on the day. We sold them on the day. And I think we sold around 300 shirts at the end of it because we had them also selling at the um, Clavelli Hotel. And with the shirts combined and all the boards, I think about $35,000 was raised. So yeah, that was kind of a cool first time to kind of see how maybe my art can like give back in a way. I think that was a very rewarding thing to do. And it was a nice thing to be a part of. And um, yeah, so that was that. And then the close the gap was with Louis Collins, who does, uh, who runs and owns Five by Flynn, which is like a clothing company, which he started uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, we worked together to do a design in which we put on hoodies and all the, all the profits from that would go towards the, the close the gap uh, foundation, which is closing the health gap between um, Australians and um, uh, indigenous and Torres Strait Islander Australians. So I think for that, we raised about over a bit over a thousand dollars as well, which is really nice. You know, any, any little bit helps. And I think that was another thing I was pretty, pretty stoked to be a part of. And yeah, the design revolved around, you know, having interlocking arms from all different colors and races and, you know, essentially showing that we are better together as one, which I think is just like a nice message given around the time there's a lot, a lot of conversation about, you know, that and, uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much those two events. And um, in terms of the future, I haven't got anything planned of the kind in the future in terms of kind of more charity events. I would like to kind of be involved definitely in some more, but I've kind of just been working on some other projects uh, that I'll be able to get myself busy with um, at the end of this year when I finish my degree. You've spoken about your degree. You're almost finished at the National Art School. Tell us a bit about your studies and what you've learned. And I guess, has your practice changed over time since you've been studying? Yeah, it's been interesting. So I remember, yeah, obviously started about three years ago now. And um, starting there, they get you started off, you know, they get you to try a bit of everything. We do like photo media, painting, sculpture, ceramics. Um, so it was cool to kind of dabble in a few different areas because, you know, I think anything creative is kind of a bit of fun. So that was really cool to try that. So the first year was essentially trying a bit of everything. I did a bit of oil painting, figurative oil painting that kind of get everybody to do. Um, and I, I enjoyed that. But then I kind of, as I progress further in, I kind of, you definitely try and venture out and try new things. I think that's just like the crux of what that, you know, at art school, they want you to try different things instead of it's very easy to stay on your path and try all the stuff that you're used to. So I did try a few different things, but then I kind of, as I went through, I'm kind of found myself falling back into just what I found I liked doing was making, you know, these images kind of around like positivity and, and having this certain kind of energy and funkiness that I like to put into it through my, through my characters. So I kind of liked, I've kind of fallen back and found my groove in that space again. So yeah, it's, it's taught me, and I found the drawing aspect as well has been really interesting doing a lot of figurative drawing. I think that's given me, some really nice skills that I can kind of take over into other parts of my work. And it's interesting as well. I feel like the, the NFT world is this thing that's kind of been happening. It's to do with cryptocurrency, but it's, you know, people are making artworks and they're putting them on online and you're selling them as these like minted artworks that are original digital versions of a piece. Um, and that's another kind of thing, which I feel like 
it's not spoken too much about at, at the National Arts School, but that's another area I'm kind of would like to explore. So yeah, I feel like there's definitely a lot of scope to kind of explore a few things after, but my time there has been good and I'm definitely looking forward to the next chapter. If there was some advice that you'd give to a young person who's thinking about pursuing being an artist and maybe they're a little bit frightened to take that leap, what would be some advice you'd give them? I feel like the term artist these days particularly is quite broad because I feel what you can do with those skills I think is definitely, again, it's broadened from what it used to be to what it is now. Like I feel um, especially in my case with certain digital skills and components, I feel like there's a lot of scope there for plenty of plenty of work alongside, you know, if you've got your artist practice making making works, but I feel like there's a lot of skills which you can learn in that, which a lot of industries would like a lot of creative skills to help, you know, doing, doing posters or um, animation programs or so if people are writing about, you know, getting other types of work, I think there's also that aspect to it, which is very, which is very great. But I feel like if you have a desire and you enjoy making art and like I said before, I feel like if that's what you gives you purpose and you find meaning in that, I think there's, there's a lot of value to pursue that. You know, if it doesn't give you purpose, if it doesn't give you happiness, then, then don't, but um, yeah, if, if it makes you feel happy and, you know, I think there's a certain aspect of just, you know, trying hard, sticking with it. Um, nothing comes easy. You've got to put in work just like anything. But yeah, I think definitely if anybody's thinking about that, I, my, in my position, I thought it was a passion of mine. I wanted to have a crack at something that I felt was meaningful to me and I felt passionate about opposed to say just going and doing like a generic business degree and, you know, following that path. I kind of felt like that's that wasn't me and I can, I feel capable of doing other entrepreneurial things on my own accord I don't feel like necessarily I need to go and study that and make that my kind of everything at this point in time who knows if I might end up there later but um, at this point in time I feel like I'm pretty happy with the decision I've made so yeah go with your go with your gut go with your heart and kind of start start there and you know you can always make a change later if you feel like that wasn't the right decision. Now Harry before I let you go, there are three questions we ask everyone that comes on to Could You Voice. You must declare the best beach in the eastern suburbs, where you can get the best burgers and where sell the best coffee go. So Mackenzie's Bay would be my the best beach by, by far. Um, love heading down there with my dog and my family. A bit more quiet than the other beaches, uh, which I think I really enjoy. Best burger would be Bondi Tony's. Shout out to Veronica for giving me the, uh, the free beer and burger tokens the other day at work. And um, favorite coffee, M Deli Cafe on Fletcher Street. Um, yeah, they're doing mint coffee, so I definitely have to shout them out for sure as well. Now, Harry, if people would like to check out your art and learn more about what you do, where should they head to? Um, you can jump to Harry Murdoch Art on Instagram. Or my website as well, which is just www.harrymurdochart.com. So yeah, I've just got, you know, I'll be posting stuff in there, put stuff on my, on my story and I've got plenty of stuff there for you to look through. So yeah, anything I'll be doing will be, uh, or some of it, most of it will be posted there. So yeah, that will, that will keep you updated with what I'm doing for sure. Harry, thanks for joining us on Coogee Voice. No worries. Thanks, Marjorie. Have a nice day. What an inspiring young man. Now, you can check out some of Harry's murals in North Bondi or at the Clovelly Hotel, or you can also find him on Instagram at Harry Murdoch Art. You've been listening 
to Coogee Voice. <laughs>